Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hey friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you, Beck. We've missed you the last couple of episodes. I know you've had so much on, but it's so good to be back on the mic with you. I am here. I have had a crazy few weeks. I feel like lots of studio owners have though. It's that crazy time of the year where we've got concerts. I've been doing a school musical. We've got all the things happening. And I think, um, yeah, thanks for covering for me for a few weeks, but I'm back. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited because there's nothing better than I love jamming with you. We've got to start by telling our listeners, how many hours have you been working in a school, in a primary school, we're talking a primary school each week teaching? 18 hours. It's just nuts, I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> Do you know what though? Like they had their little dress rehearsal yesterday and I just, I love it because you affect kids who never get to actually Absolutely. be on stage doing that. And Amanda, you know, I never cry, but when all of them were out there singing yesterday, I actually teared up and Aww. like, you just, I honestly, like you look, if you have the time, which I really don't, but if you do have the time <laughs> to do that in a school, it is a great way to get extra students into your school. We have so many of them on our priority wait list for next year. It's crazy, but also like it's just such a rewarding experience. Oh, that's so lovely. And that's why I wanted to share that as well about the 18 hours. Like it's a lot of hours. It's a huge commitment, but you know, you're never too big. You're never, um, you know, too big a business owner. Have had your studio for too long to roll up your sleeves and get in and do it. And sometimes that's what we have to do as the best business owners is roll up our sleeves and do it, right? Yep, absolutely. And I had someone else that was, you know, meant to be doing that and that all fell through. So then sometimes you just have to step up, suck it up and do it. And that's life, right? Absolutely. It's the life of a small business owner something we've Mm -hmm. all got to do. But that is not what we're talking about today. (laughs) But I just thought I'd start with that because I'm so excited to have you back. Um, But what we are talking about today is re-enrollment because, you know, it's that time of the year where it's all happening, re-enrollment. And, you know, I think gone of the days, like in the past where we used to not think about enrolling kids until after Christmas, right? Did you used to do that? I did. Like it wasn't really that long ago that I Mm, was still doing that, to be honest. It was probably only five or six years ago, but um, I had so much anxiety over that time. And when we talk to studio owners who still do that, that's exactly what they have. They have the anxiety of, are they coming back? Are they not coming back? Am I going to be able to survive next year? Um, And, you know, that's, that's scary, right? Absolutely. And it's a lot of weight on your shoulders over that Christmas New Year period. And I know, you know, um, you know, I wonder if that kid's going to come back. Oh my God, am I going to have to cancel that class and combine it? Like there's all of those things running through your mind and weighing on you over Christmas, over, you know, a period of time that we should be having a bit of a break with our families. Um, And so if you're still doing that, it's not too late to change it. You know, if you're listening to this podcast in real time, it's not too late. You can get it together and try and get everyone enrolled before 
the end of the year. I think there's so many benefits to re-enrolling by the end of the year, right? Oh, absolutely. And it does take your workload down then in January because, you know, you don't have to be trying to re-enroll them all last minute or like, I just remember that first week in February, Amanda, being so crazy in our waiting area because we not only had all of our new kids coming in who'd inquired, but we also then were trying to re-enroll everyone who didn't turn up to the January re-enrollment day, like, which yeah. I would be the parent who wouldn't turn up to the January re-enrollment yep. And just day. show up to first day of class, right? Oh, so we used to be inundated and then people would get cranky that they were waiting for so long. And I just think it's a game changer to do it now. Totally. Absolutely. The other big thing I think is really beneficial is if you want to grow your studio and take it to the next level is, you know, spending December, November, December, focusing on re-enrolling students so that it frees time up so that you can spend January focusing on new students, not worrying about those other ones and trying to pull their classes back and emailing them going, you still haven't re-enrolled, blah, blah, blah. But you can actually spend, you know, freeze some time up so that you can spend January actually try to, you know, jump to the next level and, um, you know, find new students, market for new students, run the ads, you know, go to the community fairs, go to the shopping centres, do all the things, but focus on new students rather than, you know, existing students. Yeah, totally. And look, you know, I know everyone's really busy at the moment with concert. I totally get that photo day, all of those things that we all mm. do. Um, and a lot of our studio owners that we've been working with, Amanda, have, have said that, you know, we're so busy with other things. Absolutely. But- what we like to say is really both of those should be equally important, right? Like, yes, your concert's important, but planning for next year is really important as well. And parents are busy. They want to know what they're doing now. I know a lot of our preschool parents at our studio, they want to know what day they're putting their kids in preschool and what days we've got available for dance and what days they're doing active. Like they're actually all planning it now. Mm, Absolutely. You know, uh, last year was my last year with a child in daycare. And they moved when they put their enrolment forms out. Um, because I'm in regional area, the daycares are hard to get into and there's huge wait lists on daycares. Um, and they started putting out their re-enrollment stuff in August. Can you believe that? Like, oh. I thought we were good when we started thinking about it in October, but like August is really early and you had to have the form filled in and choose your days. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. Like, it's so early. Mm, but that's the thing like and parents will if there's other activities that their kids are interested in and you're not putting your timetable out and you're not doing all your stuff they're going to book those other activities in and then you're going to be their last choice instead of you want to be their first choice absolutely you want to be the first one that they go oh actually I would have loved to have danced but I booked soccer on a Tuesday and swimming lessons on a Wednesday. And so all I've got left is Monday, you know, Mondays or whatever that is. You want to be their first go-to so that they can book your classes and prioritize your classes. Absolutely. So what are our best tips for everyone out there? My first one would be, you know, put your timetable together now, right? Like put your timetable together now so that those parents can get that together so that they can get their lives together. They know what they're doing next year. They're committed to it um, and get it out to them. Get it out to them as soon as possible and create some FOMO around it. You know, I had a coaching call this morning where I was talking about a deadline on the re-enrollments. You know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to take them afterwards, but just giving people like a period of time, hey, this is our re-enrollment period. It goes for two weeks. Is really like rather than an open-ended thing, 
Um, mm. It works so much better, that FOMO around it, right? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I mean, we do that, you know, we're going to re-enroll our current students for two weeks and then we're going to open it up to other people. Uh, I think that's so kind of like their deadline as well. Yeah, it's like Absolutely. a deadline. Exactly. Absolutely. They're like, yeah. And I think, you know, no matter how you do it, it's that deadline. Um, and obviously, I, you know, I spoke to someone the other day and they're like, but I would always take, you know, so-and-so, my favourite student from my 14th troop. Yeah, of course you would. And it doesn't mean you can't keep enrolling them afterwards. That's not what we mean by that. It means just, you know, really just trying to be like, you need to have your forms back by this time so we can organise our classes, you know, or whatever that is. So I think, you know, really getting your timetable out as soon as humanly possible is so, so important. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I think like, you know, people can really overcomplicate this process and I think mm. you could keep it quite simple, especially if you haven't done any work towards it. And that can be as simple as sending an email out exactly what you're saying, Amanda. Hey, guys, enrolments are now open for the next two weeks. Here's the um, link to re-enroll for next year or whatever you're going to do. Like it doesn't have to be this big overcomplicated thing, right? No, absolutely. Like whichever way you decide to run it is great, but I think it's putting the deadline on it, creating a little bit of FOMO is always a yes. good thing, you know, um, and just really creating some excitement in it. I put a tribe post up this morning, Beck, and you probably haven't um, seen it because it was only about an hour ago and you wouldn't have been on Facebook. Um, but I put a tribe post up, um, you know, uh, at the studio my girls go to, which is where um, the studio I've just sold. Um, they gave out their timetables on Saturday, last Saturday. Now, the pretty pieces of paper, God, that works a treat. You know, we've talked on the podcast before about design and the importance of design and making it easy for parents to use and all of that. However, my girls got their three pieces of paper and I keep putting them back next to the fridge where we keep, you know, the pieces of paper. You know, we all have that spot. They keep moving them because <laughs> they want to look through it. They are, you know, even my um, five-year-old this morning sitting at breakfast, looking through it going, and can I do that class? And can I do that class? And what about that class? God, that's powerful, right? So powerful. And I think we forget that those pieces of paper right now, I think they're game changers. I, I say this to the tribe members all the time. Like, I think there's so much noise with emails. There's so much noise mm. with social media, but there's not a lot of noise with that in the hand kind of stuff. And, you know, at um, Phoenix's school, they're still giving out pieces of paper stuff. I don't know if you've got that, um, but they've just done like a Christmas raffle. Same thing. He's all about the Christmas raffle. It's pretty. It looks fancy. Um, and, you know, he wants to be involved in it. He probably doesn't even know what a Christmas raffle is, but he wants to be involved in it yep. because he's got that cool piece of paper. So I think we forget the power of that for sure. I love that. Absolutely. The pretty piece of paper. And, you know, for, so literally what happened this morning was my eight-year-old had her pretty piece of paper out and she's like hey mum I was wondering what you thought about me doing those extra classes on Thursday that it says I can do and I was like well you're already dancing six days a week and what are we doing no. <laughs> but that is not how the conversation went I went of course, baby, whatever you want. But you know what? If that was emailed to me, I wouldn't have told her about those Thursday classes. I've got to be honest because I didn't actually want her doing an extra day of classes. But even 
for me who knows dance and stuff, you know, the fact that my daughter asks, I'm like, of course, no problems, baby. Like it works. Oh, it totally works. And like I've, I talk to our SJC members about this all the time, but it's like you've got to get your staff talking about things. You've got to get that hype in the studio happening. You can talk about it to the random people you see, but if every staff member is on board, every staff member is getting the kids excited, if you can get the kids excited about something, you're going to get so much more traction on it. I love that so much. And, you know, um, look, I'm going back to what happened with my kids this week because it's, mm. you know, it's pointing and it's working. You know, yeah. uh, my eldest daughter um, came home from class yesterday and she's like, Mum, did you know that the point class is actually for kids that like, you know, she was going through what she'd been told in class from her teacher and she wanted to repeat that. So she'd actually had her ballet teacher talk to her about the timetable. She'd had her technique teacher talk to her about the timetable. She had also had her jazz teacher explaining what the different classes were, why they'd be so good for them, why they should do them. So, you know, she's had three teachers in one night tell her exactly, and she wanted to tell me exactly what the point class was about and, you know, it, you know whether it was pre-point or point, like, you know, and exp have explanations on the whole thing. And that really just goes that all the teachers are talking to them about that and that's the whole studio's focus is really, you know, focusing on getting those kids re-enrolled in the most amount of classes possible. And you know what I love about this? She's going home and educating you as a parent. Yeah, I know. You're like, but like, I know I don't mean you as an individual. No, I Obviously know. you already know the things, but like, just think about that with parents who don't get it. Like, you know, we've got a really um, high-end little ballet boy in our school and he hasn't been dancing that long, only a few mm. years. Mum's never danced. She has no idea. He just got into the Aussie ballet. That's how elite this kid Amazing. is. Like, he's just yep. so talented. But she earlier in the year wanted to pull him out of his technique class because she said he's not really like I just think it's an extra time that he doesn't need to be in there but then when I explained to her why that class was so important she just was like oh thanks I didn't realize that that was an important class like she doesn't know they don't know yeah absolutely and but like, if your that's kids are going about. home and educating you I'm like that's smart if, if those teachers are telling the kids and then the kids are going home and educating the parents, that's really clever. Absolutely. And the fact that my 11-year-old thought that I needed to be educated about a class <laughs> where she knows perfectly well that I know what I'm talking about. Like, but she obviously had had that drilled into her because she knows that I know what a class, like the classes are. She knows that I was in there, like, you know, talking to them about the timetable, going through, I know exactly what a point class is, but she felt, still felt the need to tell me all about it. So obviously they've done a really good job because it is it's they've obviously said go home and tell your parents about what this class involves and whether it's right for you know like it works so make Love sure it. you're doing that in your studio right like i think mm. that's the absolute key is making sure your whole team's on board you know i know once again talking about what happened at um, our studio yesterday is they every parent that walks up have you re-enrolled yet enrollments have opened here's the timetable have you re-enrolled oh no you haven't here take a piece of paper oh you haven't oh make sure you check your emails or oh, i can do it now for you but every single person in the studios their focus was on re-enrolling so is that happening for you at your studio that's our big question to you yes i can say yes for mine because we're so on it and i think it's i think as well it's setting goals for your staff and checking mm. in with them so my staff um, in the mornings now are saying like messaging on our Slack and going, this is how many people we've re-enrolled this morning. This is what happened. And they're getting excited about it. 
you know, like they want to see those re-enrollments coming in and we're like doing our little tally every day to see where we're at. And I think getting your staff motivated about that too is definite key. Absolutely. And like, it's been so incredible. Like, you know, obviously we follow a lot of dance studios on social media and we see what everyone does and all of that. Like, you know, uh, we started a whole new process with like a VIP re-enrollment and with a gift and a priority wait list. And we've been doing that with our studio growth club members and going through, like, it's a really big process. It's a really in-depth process that we go through with them. Um, and they're having incredible results. Um, but so good to see that, you know, some other studios are like following that lead and taking that on board. Like, it's so great to see that because all we want to see is those studios succeeding and, and them, you know, doing what they can to get enrollments early. Like if you can get them in at November, it's so great. So, so good. And like how insane have some of those results been? Like people oh enrolling like 180, 190 kids and students in one day with like over a thousand class placements, like that's setting you up for the year, you know, or people in re-enrolling like over Absolutely. 50% of their kids, oh my not, God. With the, so not even a week yet. Yeah. Like that's, that's crazy results. And when you look at that and then how successful their next year is going to be, it gets really exciting, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we've had, um, all of our studio growth club members are kind of going through the process at the moment, but like last weekend, we found that most of them were enrolling about 30% of their studio in about two hours, um, which was incredible. And it's like just that like driver. And then the week following, they were trying to get up to like that 50, 60, 70% of kids enroll. But like, you know, we even had uh, one of our new members, shout out to um, Jess uh, from uh, Parks and uh, Parks Dance Centre. And, you know, she enrolled like percent of kids in one day almost like isn't that crazy like you know a yeah. smaller younger studio but 50 percent of people in like yeah in like two hours and that's because she um created incredible fomo um and really um you know made sure that everyone was educated about what the process was and why they had to come in and um really you know pump up the enrollments which is incredible yeah, I, lo I love that. And I love seeing the success of this. And, you know, like guys, as Amanda said at the beginning of this call, it's not too late to do this, you know, Absolutely. get your timetable together, um, you know, get it out there, re-enroll your students, get them committed to you and, you know, make it happen because it will be a game changer for you guys for January. And I think it will be a game changer for your school then setting you up for 2024. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you haven't already, really prioritize it. To me, I actually think that it's just as important as concert planning, if not more so, because a great concert doesn't mean that everyone comes back next year. What guarantees that they all come back next year is that they've re-enrolled. And also, like Beck said before, don't overthink it. You know, um, you know, I, I feel like some people are like, oh, but do I charge them the enrollment fee or do I not? Or do I, you know, like, Either one is fine. There's no right or wrong answer um, in things like that. But it's just about um, really, you know, getting them excited about it, creating that FOMO and getting it out as soon as you possibly can. I think that's the biggest key, right? Absolutely. So if you guys go ahead with this, we'd love to know how you go. Uh, reach out to us, DM us and let us know. And um, yeah, we hope that you have a really successful re-enrollment. Absolutely. Hey, and we'd also want to share before we finish up on the podcast today, we have a whole new segment called No Bullshit Business Tips, um, which we are super excited. We recorded um, a couple of weeks ago, right, Beck? 
Yeah, we are so pumped about this. Um, I like I like the name of it because I feel like that is what Amanda and I try to do is actually give you guys practical tips that you can use, you know, and um, we're both we're both a big no bullshit girls, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if you're interested, they're short, uh, you know, three to five minute episodes with actionable tips that you can take right now to grow your studio. You can check them out in our um, free group uh, on Facebook. If you jump in, it's the Dance Principles United group. So check that out. Um, join us there. And we're also going to drop them on the podcast each week as well. So you can just listen wherever you like. But we cannot Ooh. wait to have you let us know. We'd love the feedback on it as well. We'd love to know if this is something um, you're enjoying. So yeah, reach out, let us know. Thanks so much, guys. Have an amazing week. Bye. Bye.